The following podcast has been rated TVMA, NSFW, R, and NC-17, so it is not safe for kids. Put your children to bed. You spend enough time with them anyway. Times are getting a little easier these days, but that don't mean taking time for yourself needs to. When you want a drink, you want to work for it. That's why I only drink Malort. Its unusual full-bodied flavor of deck varnish and viper piss is a taste savored by two-fisted drinkers. So if you think your two fists are strong enough, why not grab yourself a shot of the only booze big enough to knock some sense right back into you? Jepson's Malort. It'll kick your ass for you, so you can take time taking her easy. Proud sponsor of Chad the Birdcast, which is what you're listening to right now. Hey, what's going on, everybody? My name is Chad. I'm a bird. This is my bird cast. Boop, 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 boop. Happy New Year, humanity. 2023. What a year it has begun. So fresh, so clean, like new car smell. But there's memories in here. It's like when you get your car back from, I don't know, I don't have a car. So like, I assume it's like when you get your car back from like a detailing. It's like you're having an affair with your car. With your car! <laughs> What's going on, Prius? Uh, don't let my car know you're here. Just kidding, it's you. How are you doing um, out there in the world? It's uh, We're back. We're the Birdcast is back, baby! And speaking of back, we're going to go back to the past. Two or three weeks ago? I don't remember. It's been such a fucking ride. All right, so brief chat. Um... Over the holiday break, I learned some stuff. First off, the week in between Christmas and New Year's is colloquially known as Crimbo Limbo or Twixmas. Okay? So what did I do during that time? I don't remember because I was celebrating Twixmas. Uh, but I posted something on TikTok about uh, it's like a part of my nuclear fusion bit from last from two weeks ago three weeks ago whatever the last episode the birdcast was and um i posted both videos video one and video two and i labeled them and such and overnight i got a fucking deluge fucking speaking of bomb cyclone i got uh attacked by the brogans and they spammed me with all this shit, and it went off the rails. It was like, oh, you must be bought by Big Cole. You're reading from a script. You must fuck it. I was just like, I don't even know where to begin with this. So when I deconstructed it because I was tired of getting notifications, and I was like, all right, I got to fucking figure out what's going on here. I was looking at it, and it was like, oh, my God. Like, everybody there only took a tiny portion of what I was saying as part of a three video, two-video series and just zeroed in on the fact that I was talking about nuclear power and apparently nuclear power is a thing that people will defend to the fucking death. It's the new crypto. Like you say one bad thing about it or even like mildly misunderstood thing about it. And you immediately get like sauce bombed by a bunch of fucking brogies that all look like undercooked dudes rolled in hair. And it was just like a total uh, invasion and attack. Here's what I said. In the thing, you can go back and listen to the full episode, and you can find this on TikTok and see for yourself if you really want to dive in, spelunk, if you will, into the rest stop bathroom that is the internet. I mentioned the history of nuclear power and how nuclear fission is less preferable to nuclear fusion because nuclear fusion is has less radioactive waste, aka spent fuel, 
and uh, and and then nuclear fission gives off fucking nuclear radioactivity and waste. And people are like, it's not that bad. The nuclear waste isn't that bad. There's nothing to be afraid of. Nuclear power is way in the future. Oh, oh, I just wish nuclear power would call me. Oh, someday they'll finally fucking get back to me and uh, they'll ping me back and we'll get to go to, out and ride the Ferris wheel together and hold hands. I don't know. It was weird. Because never once did I say I was against nuclear power, which I'm not. Never once did I say I was for coal, gas, and oil, fossil fuels, which I'm not. It's just like, oh, gosh, man, it's still bothering me because it was like a full-on two-day onslaught that's still going. It's like there's like a argument still going five days after the holidays, and you're like, we're still doing that? Holy fuck, man, we got to go to work. Anyway... I guess just because um, of all of that, look, nuclear power is fine, man. Nobody is afraid of it. And if you are afraid of it, calm down. It's fine. It's doing fine. There's all kinds of reasons to love it and just get over it. Um, meanwhile, nuclear fusion's happening. That's fucking cool. That was the last cool thing of 2022, I think. And now here we are, 2023. And we're going to go back to the past when uh, we closed out the holiday on the Discord watching our annual Star Wars holiday special. And then uh, Jen Betancourt, who I always watch it with every year. If you're a frequent subscriber, you already know this. If not, that's what's going on. Uh, we got together after the Discord viewing, which was fraught with peril, tech problems and such, because I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. <laughs> Big ups to Zimmy for helping me through it. Thank you. Uh, and we had Attican 12 on there. If you don't know who I'm talking about, you got to get on our Discord. But we had a good time. We watched. We laughed. We cringed. We uh, go collectively got nauseous. And then after that, Jen and I sat down, had some coffee, and we did our annual discussion, which we will now go to live, already in progress, uh, for our fifth annual, sixth annual. Who the fuck knows? We've watched it too many times. It, sh it shouldn't be a brag of our annual holiday star scrapular to close out 2022 and welcome in 2023. So if you haven't watched the Star Wars holiday special, good, because we watched it for you. Anyway, here we go to music that I absolutely do not have the rights for. Please don't sue me, Miko. <laughs> I don't feel anything anymore. Yeah? It was a rough one this time. I gotta say, if there was one thing that was different this year, it was definitely that, uh... Careful! That's oh, fresh. That's a fresh cup. Of coffee. Um, definitely needed. Uh, I didn't listen to the words this time, and I gotta say... <laughs> <laughs> I didn't listen to what anyone was saying this time. Went a lot quicker. Yeah. Yeah, if you just shut it out. If you, if you just block it, yeah. uh, it goes by fast. It's like, it's any kind of abuse, really. Once once you retreat inside into your mind cave, no one can hurt you there. This episode is a cry for help. Happy holidays, everyone. <laughs> Get it together. I told you to disassociate. I'm back. And I'm fine. Just fine. Well, all right. First of all, question number one on everyone's mind. What did we, what did we find that was different this year? I don't know. I'm really having a hard time. <laughs> uh, same. Maybe the lesson is that things just are the same. They never get better. No. There's so much in this movie that is 
unwatchable. Oh, yeah. Like, literally unwatchable. Like, no matter how you slice it, no matter how many different ways you cut the, the, the pizza, it's bullshit. I don't care if it's tavern style, deep dish, Detroit? fucking Detroit style. It's trash pizza. It's garbage crap. Papa John's covered in raccoon shit. Oh, God. <laughs> Is that an improvement on the Papa John's? Yeah, I mean, but it's got the garlic sauce, so you're still going to eat the crust. I'll eat it. So what did you notice that was like, what like really stood out to you? Um, uh, uh, like looking at it objectively, since you now know what's going to happen, mm-hmm. what what stood out to you uh, more this year than um, the previous years? Lots of screaming. I mean, I noticed the screaming before, the Wookiee screaming, but it was a lot. It felt personal this year. It hurt more, right? Yeah, that it opening was, was just, rough. It's, it's brutal. It is brutal. Five solid minutes of shrieking. The fu- Oh my god. I forgot how horrifying the grandpa sounds when he talks. Like, Malala's just like... Bang, 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 And little Itchy's just like... But that grandpa's just like... And you're like... Why are these things allowed to live? And his jaw is definitely dislocated. <laughs> it's it's going off to the side. The other half of the face is doing another thing. That maybe that's what I learned this year. That that um that the grandpa Wookiee yeah. is most definitely a zombie. Oh yeah. A masturbating couch zombie. Still, Still awkward. Doesn't get less weird. <laughs> I, you know what it's like. It's like eating something that's bad, but you keep doing it because you're like, I mean, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe there's something in this that's good. It's what I think about getting a DiGiorno every time. (laughs) I'm always like, I'm a little hungover. Pizza sounds good. And then I eat it and I'm not happy. No, this isn't good. It's not even delivery. What did you, um, what did you, like, what came up for you this time? Like, what lessons did you learn? Like, did you, like, or did you just full on shut down? I think this year I might have learned I'm a little bit of a masochist if I'm doing this again. <laughs> yeah, finally recognize the fact that we're sadists. That yeah. we're or or we're deeply troubled from from abusing ourselves. Six of one. <laughs> For those of you who have not seen the Star Wars holiday special, we watched it specifically so you don't have to. Here's what happens in the Star Wars holiday special. We begin on the Wookiee planet of Kazook, which is what I thought was funny, so we did a Discord watch of this. Um, by the way, go on my Discord. It's Chad's Gas and Guzzle. Hello, everyone on the Gas and Guzzle. Thank you for uh, wading through that trash <laughs> trash soup with us. Uh, and no no boots. Full on, just barefoot. Just hoping hoping we're not going to step on anything sharp. And we so did. Oh, we did. Oh, yeah. We had to get shots. Um, so, the Wookiee Planet of Kazook, which I thought was interesting because during the um, stream, people were like, oh, yeah, Kashik. And I'm like, no, mm. you'd be wrong. No, but you were right. But in this aspect, you'd be wrong. Because the Star Wars Holiday Special doesn't give a shit about your canon. Except that it is canon. Mm-hmm. Moving on. So here we are on the planet of Kazoo. Well, no, we began with Han Solo and Chewbacca right. on a smuggling run. Getting <laughs> getting tracked by the space cops. Because they gotta move quick to get Chewbacca home for Wookiee Thanksgiving, Yom Kippur. Whatever it is. Life Day. Life Day. Uh, and that's, hey, Han's on it. He's like, hey, don't worry, buddy. I'll get you home. 
And he just keeps petting him, and it's awkward for everyone. Because you're like, they totally make out. Yeah. Like, they snuggle. Oh, Han is absolutely the side piece. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Uh, and Malala is cool with it. She knows. Yeah, she absolutely knows. Because, like, when, like, but when you're home, there's no one else. It's just me. me. And your dad. And Mas- your son. Masturbating in the living room. Okay, so we cut to the Wookiee planet of mm-hmm. Kazook, where Chewbacca's family, the Bacchus, live in their tree uh, apartment, uh, which is a two-bedroom. And it's Mala, Baca, I'm assuming, mm-hmm. and uh, Itchy, the uh, kid? No, I think he's lumpy. lumpy. Yeah. Right. Every year we ask this question, which one is lumpy and which one is itchy? Because if I were to say, hey, Jen, there's two, um, there's two Wookiee characters. One is a kid and one is the grandpa. One of them's named Itchy and one of them's named Lumpy. Which one's which? Couldn't say. Seriously, could Couldn't. just be a coin toss. I, I, I feel like I want to say the grandpa is Itchy. <laughs> but it also makes sense for grandpa to be Lumpy. <laughs> All right, final guess. Which one's lumpy? Which one's itchy? I'm going with little one's lumpy, big one's itchy. Correct. Yes. So Chewbacca's family. Itchy is his dad, or Mala's dad. I, we don't really know. Like, because they don't yeah. really say that. Is that Chewie's dad? It's, I feel like it's Mala's dad. I feel like Chewie's dad we never really get to meet. I think that tracks. That makes more sense within the context. Like, I saw Solo, and, you know, Chewbacca was in a prison. I have a feeling Itchy is... um. Wait, Lumpy. Oh. See, uh, no, Itchy's no. the dad. Yeah, that's Mala's dad. Has to be. I, I, I would, I would concur, unless it's a both situation, which gets weirder. But wouldn't put it past. Wouldn't this. put it past it. Uh, I wonder. I mean, I bet on the Wikipedia will tell us. We'll get to that in right now. <laughs> we'll get to that right uh, now. Right now, Lumpy is his kid. Yes, who is just a horror of a child. <laughs> He's. Both in looks. Though, I suppose if there was a protagonist... You know what I learned? If there was a protagonist, I'm honestly going to go with Lumpy. Interesting. Um, I feel like we're... I feel like the protagonist in this is us. And we have to get through it. Yeah. Uh, I, I... You know... When they sat down to create these characters, you had to figure they put them in the suits, looked at them, and went... Eh, I don't know. That's a great point. Someone signed off on that. Someone was like, was that one, did that one melt? Well, I guess it's a grandpa now. Yeah, he's old. Uh, quick facts. The full names mm-hmm. of Chewbacca's family is Mala Tobuk, which is Mala. Uh, Atichikuk. It's true. Atichituck, 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 It looks like Attic Hit Cuck. And that's itchy. Am I having a stroke or are you? No. <laughs> well, but we are both. It's a collective stroke. Okay. And then Lumpy's real name is uh, Lumpa Warump or Lumparoo. Nope. It could be either or, a.k.a. Lumpy. So they just were like, oh, let's just call him Lumpy. And I just kept sitting there like, you created this. You didn't have to. You didn't have to give. You gave them nicknames because you didn't fucking remember how to say their names. I'm not gonna get over Lumperoo. Lumperoo, <laughs> fuck you, dude. What? Um, interesting fact. 
James Earl Jones was uncredited in the original Star Wars film as the voice of Darth Vader. Mm-hmm. This holiday special is the first time he is credited as the voice of Darth Vader. Aw, good for him. And also, I'm hey, sorry. good for you! And I'm so deep Good for you! You did it. According to Gary Kurtz, Lucasfilm producer, quote, It did start out to be a lot better. We had half a dozen meetings with the TV company that was making it. In the end, because of work on promoting Star Wars and working on the next movie, we realized we had no time. So we just left it to them and had the occasional meetings, provided them with access to props, and that was that. So basically, they're just like, I don't know. Good luck. Mala's mask Uh is a repurposed Chewbacca mask. Oh, nice. So yeah, they're sisters. And they're beautiful. They're gorgeous. It was Lucas's idea, although he tries to distance himself. But we're never going to let you run, George. Ever. No, you are duct taped to our fucking wall, bud. Here we are. I don't know why that was the metaphor I chose. (laughs) My brain is pudding after this movie. Duct taped to the wall. It was his idea to build the narrative around Chewbacca's family. Bruce Valanche was was one of the writers. Uh, He was concerned about the decision to center the special on a species whose grunt in official language without subtitles. So Bruce Valanche is all of us. I'm sorry, Bruce Valanche was the voice of reason in this room? 100% the Lanche (laughs) effect. Um, Yeah, according to Wikipedia, Lucas would not budge on his vision. (laughs) There will be acrobats. They, they They wanted to bring on a director who uh, was familiar with, like, um, making different variety, like a different kind of variety show, but the director was, and and who was a classmate of George Lucas, was unfamiliar with multiple camera setups, which caused problems. Wow. Uh, Yeah, then they replaced him, and then they brought on Steve Bender, who had a Wookiee Bible detailing how the species should look, and then Stan Winston was hired to design the Wookiee family. Stan Winston did that. What is happening? <laughs> I just love one director is like, I don't, I know how to work one camera. Multiple cameras. <laughs> Why are there so many cameras? <laughs> so here we are stuck in Chewbacca's, um, flat it open air concept house it just looks like it smells like coffee farts musk musk, lots of musk everything's in like carpet Mm -hmm. and she's making mala's making fucking life day soup or something where it's unclear what she's no she's making a roast right she's like roast beast or some shit oh you know what i will say that this time i forgot what order all of the things happen in (laughs) i was like this happens now oh please i do love that it's different every time we watch it we're like wait wait i thought it happened later oh no we're going right for it okay so beginning of the movie chewbacca and his chewbacca and han solo on a smuggling run chewbacca's family making soups and then um next door neighbor guy shows up or whatever dude who owns the um toy store or whatever the fuck the, the gadgets gadget man the store he owns the, the store. store nearby art carney is yep. his name son don is his name in the in the show that's canon uh he basically shows up next door uh with presents he's okay. been fleeced by the fucking empire nazis are involved by the way Got a lot of Nazis. With porn stashes. Yeah, lots of... Oh, oh, God, that's right. Uh-huh. One of those fucking TIE fighter 
dudes is tossing Art Carney's store. And if you're confused now, you should be, because mm-hmm. this is how it is. Um, and he's got the 70th most porn stash you've ever seen. And he has a voice like a fucking, like the guy that does the horror movie trailers from the 70s. Yeah. Like this porn stash guy in a suit, like a black fucking Star Wars uh, plastic uh, action figure suit with his little fucking headpiece open so you can see his glorious porn stash. You would assume that that character would be like, hey, what's going on in here? I don't know if I like that with the Empire. That's That's why they hired me. Quality control. But instead, he's like, I'm watching you. And it's infinitely more terrifying with that porn stash. Because you're like, God, that's just how he sounds. Oh, God. So anyway, um, that's happening. He brings over presents for everybody. One of those presents is is a virtual reality chair. The other one is like a little hologram keyboard thing that he gives to Lumpy. Lumpy turns it on. And circus. A circus? Yay, something. This is... No, I guess it technically is a long time ago. And in a galaxy far, far away. But you'd think there would be better entertainment. Yeah, you the so the Wazayan troop uh, is the name of the actual humans that are the Cirque du Soleil budget shit that you see. Cause it looks like it looks like the dancers in the back uh-huh. of the like the troop. That they were just like, You got that co- you're still wearing your costume? Come here for a second. I wanna shoot some stuff. Just wiggle around. You guys just do whatever you feel like. Yeah, do some flips, fall down, roll on the floor. You know what lives in my brain rent-free that's really upsetting? Is the one guy, I think he's the leader, and he has a tail for some reason. He's in a green little suit, and he's just whipping his tail back and forth as he's walking around. (laughs) Mine's the guy that walks in with the, like, streamers coming off of his body, and he just kind of, like, he, like, mime looks, like, huh? What? What? And then wanders away, and then there's, um, stilts. So yeah, uh-huh. it's a little circus act happens that goes on for an uncomfortably long time. You would think that this bit, like, listen, people at home who've never seen this, when he turns on the hol- the hologram thing is the same, like the hologram chest thing uh, from Star Wars, except instead of the Phil Tippett's masterful uh, stop motion animation, go see Mad God, it's really good. Um, it's yeah, I nerded out. Leave me alone. Um, it's this like discount budget Cirque du Soleil thing that happens that just like they crawl around they juggle they do some flips and it goes nowhere but it keeps going like every time you're like oh that was weird oh we're still doing this and in a world with lightsabers this kid is entertained by juggling (laughs) after that goes down uh sandan gives mala's dad Mm -hmm. a porn chair Mm -hmm. and i do mean it's a porn chair it's a little uh, VR headset that he puts on, and that's when we get our second musical number, which is uh, the song This Minute Now, sung by Diane Carroll. Now, according to the description of this, she's supposed to be an image created by a virtual reality machine to tell Itchy that he, she is his fantasy and that, quote, suggestively invites him to experience her. Over, over and, and over. over and over again. So, yeah. And it's just Diane Carroll looking fetching in space. She's beautiful. And just just a total cosmic goddess. He needs a room, not yeah. the living not room. Not the living room. 
And he's just, the, the flash is when they pop out of it from the virtual reality and you just see him sitting in the room with the visor on just like, nah, 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 <laughs> with his like sideways jaw just gumming away. <laughs> and you know that like everyone, you, like, all right, imagine it's Thanksgiving. Mom's cooking. You're playing Nintendo. Grandpa is on the couch jerking off. That's what this is. He's got the laptop on. There are headphones in, to be fair. It's true. I don't hear, but all I'm hearing is him smacking his lips and grunting. <laughs> which means you don't get to hear the music in reality. In reality, all I hear is... Yep. <laughs> Meanwhile, Mala's in there just disassociating. Star, star with oh, yeah. And then we... Star, now, star. All right, moving on. That happens... In the background, mm-hmm. Mala is going to cook some sort of dish. Is I don't it, remember what it is. It's Bantha rump? Sure. Or, but there's also a substitute. I, I choose to believe it's Bantha. Um, so, Chef Gormanda is played by the great Harvey Corman, where they basically put him in like a Jetsons dress and give him two extra hands so it gets real pervy. Not that this isn't pervy enough, but it just keeps going. Doubling down on the perv. And uh, and then a thousand layers of makeup. Oh, yeah. And they make him do a shitty Julia Childs impression. Any, um, like, that's, I mean, it's your favorite part. So I'll let you take it from here. Honestly, how did you, how did you know? <laughs> Happy holidays. <laughs> Happy Honda days. Um, <laughs> uh, sorry, we celebrate Toyotathon in this house. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. I'll go. <laughs> Um, no, it's the, it's the whipster, stir, whip, whip, whipster. Yeah, he, so this, this Chef Gourmanda robot is like a cooking, it's like if, it's, I mean, it's what we do, right? It's like, well, you're cooking, you've got your laptop open Uh with the, like, YouTube video from Food Network, and it's like, you know, Giada De Laurentiis horribly pronouncing spaghetti. Ricotta. Ricotta. Stop it! Just stop it. Ricotta. Just say ricotta. It's okay. Is this one also supposed to be a robot? Is he a robot? I don't know. Full I don't drag, know. But I full drag, full alien drag. Is it even yeah. drag? Because like it's alien drag. Yeah, I I don't know. I didn't think this was supposed to be a robot, but something about the way the skin is painted it has a metallic sheen. Okay, so according to the Wikipedia, Thank the Wikipedia, by the way, I'm using the correct pedia for this. Chef Gourmanda is a female member of a four-armed species, and she is a famed chef. The, I mean, it's a pretty decent scene. Harvey Corman's four-armed chef making some goofy... They definitely gave him cocaine. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Having way too much fun. I mean, I think that's why I enjoy it so much. I'm like, I like, I like this vibe. Yeah, I'm into it. I'm feeling it. Uh, so we're watching this thing make um, something, and Mala's yeah. trying to follow along. But that's what fucking first mistake... You don't make the recipe while you're learning about the recipe. Read the recipe first, then you make the recipe. Yeah. But instead, she's trying to do it in real time, which is impossible because that's not how Food Network works. So Mala's fucking up kitchen dinner. Kitchen dinner. (laughs) (laughs) Seriously turns your head into pudding trying to describe this thing. (laughs) What are you guys having? Kitchen dinner. It's kitchen dinner night. Kitchen dinner night. Ooh, kitchen dinner. (laughs) Mm. (laughs) I wanted glow blue noodles. So, all right, that's happening. Mm-hmm. Wait, okay, and now we move on. All right, let's see if we can, because we're trying to do this from memory, everybody. Uh-huh. We've already met Luke Skywalker, right? She's already called yes. Luke trying to find where Han and Chewie are. Yeah, and he's like, don't worry about it, toots. Yeah, have it. Give me a smile. Give me a smile. There and it is. What I love about that is that it's like a fucking 
full-on Halloween mask. And she just kind of cocks her head to the side and looks like, there's that smile. You're like, good acting, Mark Hamill. You're always a treat. He is. I, I, I would love to know what he thinks about this now. Like, I just want him to watch his parts in this and be like, how do we feel? I don't even... I don't even want to have that. What I want to have is I want to sit him down and be like, what was this like? Yes. Tell me everything. I want to know from, from like, first call to end of day, what was this like for you? Because it had to be just a day for him, right? Because, like, yeah. he's barely involved. He's on, like, a hollow screen fixing an X-Wing with R2-D2 talking to camera. Like, he yeah. didn't even hang out with the Woogies until the very, very end of the movie. Right. And that had to be day two. Can you imagine watching? I am this? imagining. Just I'm living in it. Mouth agape as you watch what you participated in. You were like, this? Not Just, yeah, going back on. <laughs> not this. Uh, when Harrison Ford was on Late Night with Conan in 2006, he said he did not acknowledge the special's existence and he said he has never seen it. Too bad, buddy. Some of us have. Ooh. Carrie Fisher mm. said that. She does um, not remember a moment of this. She made George Lucas give her a copy of the special in exchange for recording commentary for the Star Wars trilogy so she would have, quote, something for parties when she wanted everyone to leave. Wow. Mark Hamill in 2018 said he had never seen the entire special. Oh. And my favorite quote, in 2019, Anthony Daniels, C-3PO, who is in this, briefly, briefly. referred to this as turd. <laughs> enjoy that i just i can hear anthony daniels as c3po going tud it's a tud it's a total it's a total poop this coming from a protocol droid <laughs> how dare you so you know it's bad oh <laughs> heavens oh my uh so that happens all right so where are we so where are we okay what? now this is when jefferson starship shows up right yes after the cooking segment there's another this is like Total old school Hallmark Channel, like not even Hallmark Channel, like NBC, all your favorites from all the different shows, like Golden Girls, Empty Nest, fucking Night Court, all together, and it just cuts back and forth between the characters being like, we're having a rough Christmas, huh, bull? And like the, <laughs> the conceit is that they're just going to do a bunch of clips. It's like a clip show, except these clips were made for the show, so it's a variety show with no, no reason for it to exist. Like it does. There's no reason for this to be the story. Everyone's getting ready for Christmas, and they're all checking their TVs. And every single one of these like sidebar um things that happen in this show are them watching something on television. It's never happening in real time except for the hologram. But that's still fucking hologram. Right. Talk about screen time. There. I feel like nothing takes place on the same screen twice. Mm -mm. Like, there's one in the wall, there's the VR machine, there's the, the one in the they kitchen. Got, well, I mean, they got fucking smartphones all over the fucking house. Same with us. Totally understand. Like, one, I mean, I get it. I got fucking Bob's Burgers going on while I'm co like cooking. Yeah. I got my fucking TikTok happening while Bob's Burgers is going on. I'm downloading something on my PS5. Like, I, I get it. But imagine if that was the special... And that's what this is. It's so, like, home for the holidays. Everybody's got their own. One guy's watching sports. Other guy's checking out porn while no one's watching. But in the living room. You know, covert-like. <laughs> Mom's watching a cooking show. 
And that is the Christmas, that is the holiday special that is the ho- ho- Star Wars holiday special. And then we cut away randomly to just bits? Bits of Nazis tossing the galaxy looking for Chewbacca. Yeah. I'm honestly trying to figure out what happens next and why. Uh, next is the Jefferson Starship thing. Right. It's a 3D music video watched by an Imperial Guard. Oh, that to distract him. To distract him, him right? Because Sandan gives him a like a, a fucking toaster TV box. Yes, it's, you know. You know how they do. This is an old ice cream machine that somebody soldered a, a TV screen onto. Check out this look, doohickey. Look, look, some glam rock. Yeah, turn it on. And it's fucking Jefferson Starship performing a, a song called Light the Sky on Fire. Uh, and the original... Oh, this is interesting. During the production, the song was given the working title, Cigar-Shaped Object Vanished Without a, a Trace. It was actually included as a bonus 45 RPM single on the Jefferson Starship Greatest Hits Collection, Gold. Huh, good for them. Boom. Now you know. Well, that no. happened. And it is just a music video with Jefferson Starship singing into lightsabers. Honestly, it's decent. Yeah. yeah it's pretty great. Yeah. It's trippy as hell. Meanwhile, upstairs, Lumpy's traumatized because Grandpa's jerking off in the living room. Uh-huh. Mom's Wish. watching cooking. Um, Nazis. Nazis are watching Jefferson Starship. He's got to watch something. Have they already tossed his room at this point? No, that's okay. later. Wait, thank you. We are now at the... Uh, hang on, I got this. Where are we at? Is this the cartoon? Uh, yeah, I think this is... No. Wait, is it? It's, we're coming up on it. I well, no, he has to fix the device because it's broken. Okay. So he watches. Yeah, this is, they've tossed the room already. Oh yeah, by the way, the Nazis show up and toss the room looking for Chewbacca. They leave. It's traumatizing. Yeah. Uh, and he, now Lumpy is fucking around with his broken um, laptop and he has to learn how to fix it. So he uses another laptop and that's Harvey Corman pops up. I think that's me. Oh, did you get a buzzle? Ap- apologies. Apologies all around. Yeah, see? This is what... I mean, it's it's a very realistic special. Everybody's got devices on. Things are going off. Hold but on. then, like... Harry Styles wh- is doing a thing with lightsabers. Yeah, exactly. So, like... And then, then the camera moves into Jen's phone, and we watch I'm, her TikTok I'm, video I'm, I'm, while she's gumming her face <laughs> on the couch. That's that's the show. You now know. Um, it couldn't be more holiday special. So, um, now, now Lumpy is fixing his computer... Through Harvey Corman, who's also a robot now. He's a robot now. Yes. Oh, when you yeah. look down at your watch or on the screen that you're watching, you're like, what are we, like an hour and a half in? You're like, 20 minutes? No. Oh, no. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, boy. This was a mistake. I wish I was dead. <laughs> yeah, you see, like, one eye goes one way, one eye goes the other, and you just lock in or you cut. And, uh, cut and run but don't cut and run because the cartoons coming out yeah. which is the best part of the special anyway so in a moment that makes that makes everything somehow more awkward harvey corman is a robot repair channel and because the bit was so flat and scary they thought it would be funny to remix it oh. and like slow it down and repeat parts so it was a little Max Hedrumy. So he'd be like, "Bah bah bah," you know, like, yeah, and like, but like, would move really slow and then stare at the screen for a minute and then come back. And you gotta figure they thought that was hilarious because they were on ketamine. Yeah. But the rest of us are like, "What the fuck, guys? What's happening? <laughs> what? Are you guys okay? This is the best you got." Yeah. 
All right, so Harvey Corman is on drugs and fixing, is teaching Lumpy how to fix his laptop. But why does he need to fix the laptop, Jen? Well, he needs to fix the laptop so that he can send a fake message to get the stormtroopers out of his house. Right, and that fake message is what? I don't... I don't remember. Uh, it's it's something like, oh, uh, all stormtroopers, like, get out of there. We don't, like, <laughs> emergency over. Like, it, it was something to the effect of, we're fine here now. How are you? <laughs> How are you? Um, all right, so then comes... Now, now he's gonna watch uh, uh, some propaganda. Yes. About his dad, in the form of a cartoon that's like a rebel-sanctioned, a uh, bootleg cartoon about Chewbacca, featuring Mark Hamill, Harrison Ford, Anthony Daniels as their characters, and introducing a brand new character, Boba Fett. Ta-da! Ta-da! So yeah, when Jen and I did this last year, we did a live watch of this on YouTube. And everything was fine because we figured no one's going to give a shit. YouTube's not going to shut this down. As soon as we got to the cartoon, we were blocked Mm -hmm. until the cartoon was over. Turns out that cartoon is on Disney Plus because it is canon and there's stuff from The Mandalorian that takes from this cartoon. It's the best part of the movie. It's worth watching. It's the it's honestly great. great. It's that it's that classic like seventies animation style too, which is just awesome. Where everyone is just their most prominent feature. Yeah, it's like um uh, uh heavy, heavy metal, like that rotoscope yeah. kind of thing. Um, and it's real trippy and weird and very Star Warsy and mm-hmm. pleasant. It's a pleasant distraction. That ends, and we're back. And, we're and back. there's no way out now. Oh, it only gets worse because now B. Arthur is. <laughs> put in shackles, and forced to dance for this special. <laughs> Still one of the worst things anyone's ever done in the history of television is making B. Arthur do this. Somehow it makes me love her so much more. I just look she at her. She doesn't give a shit. Yeah, and go, what a great sport. Yeah. She plays a character called Akmena, and she is at the most Eisley Cantina that we all know and love. And she sings a song called Goodnight But Not Goodbye. Featuring Fainrin Dan and the modal nodes. If you know, uh, they're the, the buggy head dudes that play the... Which, by the way, is the melody to the torch song that she's singing to the drunks at the cantina. But slowed down to be more like a, like a fucking Hungarian like drinking song. Yeah. Dirge. Like, just expect it. And it's the, she's just trying to kick people out of the bar... And it's exhausting because she's just running around kicking people out of this bar in in a one shot that they just made B. Arthur run around the, like no blocking. No. They're just like just walk around the set and sing the song. She's like fine, and then does it. <laughs> can I go if can I, I do? Go if I do this? If I do it in one, I can go right. Yeah, she did it in one. Oh yeah. Harvey Corman is there creeping on her as a man with a volcano head who drinks through his. It's. I hate uh, it. it. It just keeps. It's a. It gets. It's like. When you go to a buffet and you realize that the buffet just progressively gets worse and now you're at like old stale crab legs and you're like, Jesus, throw this out. They're like, oh no, it's what's under the crab legs that you want. And you're like, cool. It's, it's, it's just mold. Mm-hmm. And mold and grass. And now it's getting grosser. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just imagine this buffet becoming like Freddy Krueger nightmare bad. And that's where we're at now. Yeah. I... I have a lot of issues with the volcano head that he drinks through because now I'm just trying to think of the logistics and it's none of it is good. <laughs> that way lies madness, Jen. 
<laughs> We're so, all bad here. So, so now you've lost all sense of where you are in space and time. Your fingers are numb. You got a weird scratchy feeling in the back of your throat. Mm-hmm. And you're having a hard time remembering how you got to this point. She sings the song. That happens. It's as bad as you think. But it's just always nice to see B. Arthur. Yeah. Good oh, to yeah. see you. Glad you came. It is one of those things where you're like, I remember... When I was very drunk, I saw a friend I really like, but I don't remember what happened after that. <laughs> I, did I have a good time? Did so, I not? So then Chewbacca finally shows up yes. with Han Solo, kills someone, straight up murders a stormtrooper. <laughs> right over the railing. Throws him over the railing of their tree flat, mm-hmm. of their uh, high-rise condo in the trees. And yeah, straight up death. Murders somebody in front of their child, on uh, Life Day. So I just realized earlier, like in the very beginning, Lumpy walks on the railing out there. Is that supposed to be foreshadowing? <laughs> I mean, now that you say that, it's just the whole thing comes together. I, ah, finally. It finally, makes it sense. all makes sense. <laughs> so um, well, then what happens? Okay, so then uh, they... um. Chewbacca's home, mm-hmm. thank God, because that means we're almost at the end. And then it's time for Life Day. Jen, could you explain to our listeners uh, uh, how you celebrate Life Day? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I believe, I'm not sure if they've taken drugs or just magically, once the family is together, are all transported to another plane of existence. Like, if you've seen Soul, it's kind of like that. <laughs> I assume you're talking about the Disney film. Yes. Soul. Yes. Okay. How they're all on the conveyor belt once they die to go to some sort of giant light. That's exactly what's happening here, except everyone has a robe now. And there's a lot more Wookiees. Freemason robe. I was going to go with the stonecutters from The Simpsons. (laughs) He he looks like you're at a Mason meeting. Yeah, for sure. And all the Wookiees are just like, oh, I didn't know you guys were Masons. Oh, same. (laughs) And then, but except for Princess Leia and Luke Skywalker and Han Solo, who are not Masons, they're just buds. They're just there. They're just there. Would have loved to have had R2-D2 in a Mason robe. So now, didn't happen. Side conversation. Diego Luna, who plays Andor, uh, in an interview once uh, said that uh, when he was growing up, he thought R2-D2's name was Little Arthur. Because it's in Spanish, where he lives, because he's from Mexico, and it's R2-Ritu, which it translates to Little Arthur, right? Yes. So growing up, he thought R2-D2's name was Little Arthur. And I've only thought about that whenever... That's all I think about now whenever I see Arth, uh, little, little fucking R2-D2. I don't even say R2-D2. I'm just like, Little, little Arthur. Arthur. <laughs> that's adorable. That's adorable. That's a Christmas memory. I love that. Aw. That's what I learned today. <laughs> yeah. So now whenever you see R2-D2, it's, you just call him Little Arthur. So there's C-3PO and Little Arthur hanging out in space with the Masons and the Wookiees. And it's time for the annual Life Day sing-along. So we give Carrie Fisher a mountain of Special K. Oh, yeah. And some Quaaludes. And just go, baby. And it's the Star Wars theme. That's the music. Mm-hmm. It's da 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 with lyrics. And you'd think those lyrics would make sense, but it's just about how Life Day is a time for stuff. (laughs) A a time for peace, I think one of them is. Couldn't Uh, tell you the others. Stuff. Just stuff. 
as Carrie Fisher is just feeling up that Mason's robe. All right, so the name of the song is A Day to Celebrate. Jen, what if I told you I have the lyrics right here, and I will sp- I will quote them to you. I, I would be thrilled. So here's the traditional Life Day sing-along lyrics so you can celebrate Life Day at home. Just sing these to the tune of the theme to Star Wars. <laughs> we celebrate a day of peace, a day of harmony, a day of joy we can all share together joyously, a day that takes us through the darkness, a day that leads us into might, a day that makes us want to celebrate the light, a day that brings the promise that one day we'll be free to live, to laugh, to dream, to grow, to trust, to love, to be. I hate it. And she just... Sleep, like just yawns her way through this song. Oh yeah. Two eyes, not seen anything. There's nothing there. Those pupils are like discs. <laughs> you could toss a ping pong ball into her pupils. Oh yeah. It's also that now that I've heard the lyrics for real, I feel like it's when someone's like, you know, you know what this concept is, right? Um, and you're like, yes, I do. It's a thing that people. <laughs> sometimes use, or maybe experience, um, and it makes them feel a kind of way, but it's <laughs> definitely a part of the experience, you know? So yeah, I get it. I totally get it. That's 100% what this song is. We feel a certain kind of way for this day that we're having with each other. Someday we'll be free. Yep. Amen. Okay. Amen. Well, here's the thing. I do want to give this show props for leaning into the, like, these people are being, like, attacked by a fascist regime yeah like it's happening around you all the time the wookie's home is tossed halfway into this this movie and we have to sit there and watch them figure it out through the use of of holograms and uh cooking shows (laughs) and robots and bobots and bobots you know she's just trying to make kitchen dinner i who isn't (laughs) who isn't i get it she needs a bobot and then i do believe we're done yeah after the song right they leave And then it's just a bunch of of cameo shots of them in space. Like, and Mala as herself. And Chewbacca as himself. And then they just, like, everyone wrap it up. You could just feel the production room, like, the fucking crew just being like, God, we're done, right? We're done. Oh, God. Shut it down. Shut. Just a lot of back leaning and smoking. Like, so we're going down to Chunkies, right? We're going to get fucking blasted, right? Yeah, the camera guy's just sitting there, mouth agape, like, I can... (laughs) be done now right what did we do what hath we wrought i gotta call my wife (laughs) yeah i know don't turn on do you he's not watching tv is he get him out of there turn it off no 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 (laughs) not the vr (laughs) well let's see how we did uh, I have the plot here. Let's oh. see if we nailed it. Okay. Okay. Um, Chewbacca, Han Solo. Okay, movie starts with Chewbacca and Han Solo heading home to see the family. Okay. They're chased by the Star Destroyers. That's right. They go to hyperspace. Meanwhile, on Kazook, um, they're planning for his return, hoping to find the Millennium Falcon. They call uh, Luke Skywalker. Okay, mm-hmm. so far so good. Nice. Then Mala attempts to make food. Okay, so that happens before the masturbating grandpa. Okay. All right, so first, right. first bit we see is Harvey Corman whipping and stirring. Um, and then Sandan shows up with Life Day uh, gifts, VR machine. Mm-hmm. And then we go, uh, oh, forgot this part. 
uh, we go back to the Millennium Falcon, Chewbacca and Han Solo come out of hyperspace, and they notice that there's an increased Imperial presence. So they set up that the Imperials are going to toss the place. So then... um, Thank God. They actually get to uh, Kazook, but they they land nearby. Lumpy hears the ship. uh, He opens the door. The two stormtroopers show in. They toss the place. As they're searching, um, they are distracted with a music video from Mala's music video box, which is Jefferson Starship. And then uh, Lumpy needs to be busy so that they can toss his room so they watch a cartoon of one of his father's many adventures. How on earth were we supposed to know that Lumpy heard the ship? Because he, like, looks up when they land, remember? And he just kind of goes, Ah! No, no, you don't don't remember. (laughs) Of course not. But okay. Uh, now Lumpy is trying to, trying to create a translation device that'll fool the Imperials into return to their base. Good job. Um, and then he sees the robot first. Right, so then he gets uh, Harvey Corman. So it goes cartoon and then creepy serial killer mm-hmm. robot moment mm-hmm. uh, where all of a sudden the fucking edibles kick in. So they, he plays the thing uh-huh. and then they get an announcement that Tatooine is being put under curfew. And the video announcement is required viewing for Imperial forces, and that view that required viewing is B. Arthur singing in a bar. Which you, I gotta I gotta say, if I worked for the space fascist nationalist military, wouldn't be mad if that's how I got all of my info. That's your life day bonus. Yeah. Hey man, we got to see B. Arthur sing a song in a fucking cantina. Not bad. Not mad about it. Yeah. That happens. Um boop boo. Lumpy does the fucking fake call they return to base uh and then chase lumpy outside and when do you think he's gonna murder this wookie child han and chewie show up kills the stormtrooper yes murdered then um they go to the great tree of life holding glowing orbs and appear wearing space robes uh yeah i thought there was a tree i couldn't remember for sure leia gives a speech sings a song in quotation marks and then, oh, that's right, we forgot. In the middle of the celebration, Chewie has a memory of his adventures, and it's the it's the whole fucking first movie. I forgot. It's a new hope. It's just all the best scenes. Yeah. To remind you that you are here because of Star Wars. Rem- please remember you liked Star Wars. Please remember this was good. You're Because we're making a new movie. Because Empire's coming out the next year. Please come see it. Yeah. <laughs> and then at the end, they, they celebrate Life Day. And that's it. That's the, we did pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm impressed. I, I'd say... And it only took us six years. Yeah. Finally. A seven out of ten on that one. Good job, hey, us. good for us. Almost have it memorized. Ugh. Can you imagine the day when we do and we just decide to put on a bootleg copy with all our no, friends? No, no. We're gonna reenact yes. it. Yes. Yes. Oh, that's... I, I said copy. I definitely was with you in the same brain of like, we're gonna put this on. Oh, yeah. It's gonna happen. We're gonna do this live. Hey... Uh, do you want to know what the critics said about that in 1978? Oh, I sure do. Uh, Jerry Buck, uh, reviewed for the Associated Press, called the program bubblegum for the brain. I would have used a different word than bubblegum. Uh, Nathan Rebbe of the AV Club wrote, I'm not convinced the special wasn't ultimately written and directed by a sentient bag of cocaine. (laughs) 25% approval rating based on 16 reviews. It's aggregated 3.4 out of 10. It is a... It is. <laughs> I'm not going to get over a sentient bag of cocaine. <laughs> it's ranked number three in the five goofiest moments of the Star Wars mythos. Ooh. I didn't know that was a thing. Ooh la la. 
<laughs> Ooh la la. <laughs> yeah, so... Yeah. Somehow, that happened. George Lucas did not have any significant involvement with the film's production. He was unhappy with the results. In well, 1987, Lucas said, I believe it will be released on video. I'm not sure if they're going to rerun it or on television or not. Oh, here we go. This is an... In- All right. In May of 2005, George Lucas asked if the film soured him on working in television. He replied, quote, The special from 1978 really didn't have much to do with us. I can't remember what network it was on, but it was a thing that they did. We kind of let them do it. It was done by, I can't even remember who the group was, but they were a variety TV guys. We let them use the characters and stuff that probably wasn't the smartest thing to do, but you learn from those experiences. The amount of just like, I don't know. I, 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 didn't, I didn't do it. I was just following <laughs> orders. I, I, I let him use the characters. You know, we all make mistakes, but uh, I didn't. I, not me. But not me. Not me. Oh, it's not. I had nothing. No. I didn't. Uh, do, I wasn't. I, can I uh, get a glass of water? <laughs> Is it uh, Is dry? It's so hot in here. It's so hot in here, right? Uh, uh, ooh, uh, there's oh, the, my wait, Uber uh, is here. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so that, my friends, is another another year, another day, another life day. Happy life day, everybody. Um, Jen, so final thoughts. Uh, you know, I guess I did learn something after going through the history and everything. Show up to meetings. <laughs> that sounds like what went wrong here. <laughs> they were like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. You got it. You got it. So show up to your meetings. Otherwise, you don't get to complain about it. Uh, I, think, I think that it's just... It, it's it's like you know how okay you know how like you go on there's always something at christmas or hanukkah or any holiday that you know is just like a gross thing that someone always makes every year like fruit cake Mm -hmm. or or some shit like like salty nuts or i don't know i don't know what you humans do for your holidays um this is that this is like you're like oh yeah we gotta try the fucking we gotta do the shot of malort yeah uh, yeah, and it is every year. It's like, do we eat it? I mean, she made it, so I guess we have to we take have a to bite. We have to find a tank of mine of it. I don't know. There's jelly in this. Glad to know that birds uh, enjoy salty nuts, though, for holidays, apparently. <laughs> yeah, happy happy salt and nut day, everybody. Okay. Give, give me that big old bucket of nuts. Which is what I will be calling the Star Wars Holiday Special from now on. Big old bucket big of nuts. Big old bucket of nuts. Brought to you by a sentient bag of cocaine. (laughs) Happy Life Day, everyone, and have a great kitchen dinner. (laughs) It's mostly just a bag of nuts. (laughs) Yeah, it's the airplane dining of holiday specials. uh, And, I mean, if it's on, eat it. Sure. Yeah. (laughs) If it's on, eat it. (laughs) What would this show taste like? Not good. No. It would have a metal aftertaste, I feel like. Yeah, it would t- definitely have a chemically aftertaste. It would have like, it'd be like like dark chocolate, unsweetened baker's chocolate forward. Uh, chalky. Uh, there would be a hair in it. Uh, there would be some nuts in there. There would be some sort of like, there's there's a gaminess to it. Game, yeah, it's like a, a gamey, uh, Choc- gummy, a gamey, gummy, nutty chocolate jelly um, melted and then refrozen. Mm. Mmm, kitchen dinner. Kitchen dinner. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, we lost it. Special thanks to Miko, whom I do not have the rights from to have played part of Star Wars and other galactic funk. The link is down below. 
Please click on it, buy it so that I don't get in trouble. It's an absolute banger still to this day. Thank you to Jennifer Bancourt for coming with me on this journey once again. Thank you to the whole gas and guzzle for being there to watch. Uh, thank you to Jepson's Malort for sponsoring me and closing out 2022 in style. Hey, I know it's 2023, but like it was just, I, it felt festive because like we're almost at the end of everything here, you know? And I kind of wanted to just, you know, give us one little holiday moment, one little, like you're just not taking the Christmas tree down yet. One more night of festive Yuleness. Um, go watch the Star Wars Holiday Special. It's for free on YouTube with commercials and such, and sometimes without commercials and such. It doesn't really matter how you watch it. But if you didn't want to, if you don't want to watch it, you're welcome. Um, who knows what's gonna happen next week? Because we're in the future, baby. It could be anything. It could be everything. But you are definitely something, and that's why you're here. Oh man. Yeah, I'm still working off the Twixmas hangover. Woo. Happy Crimbo Limbo, everyone. What the fuck's that even mean?